What are you doing? You know, sweetie, now that I'm a retired chief warrant officer after 24 years, I can start using medical marijuana instead of all these damn medications. And what's awesome is that smoking weed makes me think and want to talk about a whole bunch of shit. <laughs> it sounds like you have a lot to say. So, what are you going to talk about? <laughs> well... Good day and welcome back to Germinate Talking. I'm your host, Jonathan Boone. I hope all is well with you and your families. I wanted to give a shout out to all the folks out there listening to Germinate Talking, especially those folks over at Fort Hood, Texas. And hopefully my team, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, win Super Bowl, <laughs> win Super Bowl and Super Bowl 55. Today's episode will be the final segment in my America's Racism mini-series. And this episode, will be called unification. Let's go ahead and jump right into it, okay? So let's talk about white privilege. White privilege is a word, is a phrase that is used quite often in America. But according to Merriam-Webster, Merriam-Webster's dictionary, it is a, is the set of social economic advantages that white people have by virtue of their race and a culture characterized by racial inequality. Merriam-Webster's dictionary had most of it, but the, the, the part that I wanted to really include, my definition of it, would be the ability of oblivious independence with virtues of entitlement. With virtues of entitlement. So, question for you. Where does a shark live? There are a lot of answers that most folks will give you. <laughs> but the, the real answer should be sharks live in the ocean. Another question would be, can a regular human being breathe underwater? I think not. So why would I even ask you this question? I'm gonna dive into white privilege in a, in a way I hope you can understand. So why is it called a shark attack when human beings invade their living quarters and then have the virtue of entitlements to stay over their welcome to stay too long if a shark bites a plug out of your leg why are you in the ocean which is his living room with the understanding that sharks are supposed to live in the ocean because that's exactly where they're supposed to live at, then I would consider that a home invasion if you are actually in their home, right? And as a homeowner, you're simply defending your home if someone is inside of your home as you're looking through your pantry for something to eat. What gets me and why I segue to sharks in the ocean immediately after referencing white privilege was because that the part of definition that I included was the ability of oblivious independence with virtues of entitlement. Imagine what you would do in this situation. Just imagine. You invite someone over to your home. They ask you where the bathroom is located. You tell them where the bathroom is located and they proceed to the bathroom. However, instead of using the bathroom like a normal guest, they decide to pull top of your uh, toilet off and use that part instead of the regular part. I guess, I think it's what just called like an upper decker or something like that. Now, question, what would you do? 
Would you invite that person back to your home? Would you want to fight that person for disrespecting your home? Would you want to take a plug out of that person for disrespecting your home? Would you constantly ask yourself why would that person think it was okay to do that in your home? I, like the shark, want to take a plug out of that person, warning them to never return to my home. Now, because that guest believed that they had all the right bunny ears or privilege in bunny ears in the world to do whatever they wanted to do because they were unacquainted with certain circumstances and certain consequences. They would invite, actually invite themselves back to your home and try to complete that upper decker because of their self-entitlement. Do you see why I segue into people in the ocean and what I believe white privilege could actually be? Do you see what I'm talking about now? And if I lost you with the metaphors, I apologize. I gave that metaphor at my nurse, to my nurse the last time I was at the VA appointment because he told me he didn't understand what white privilege actually was. I told him that there are certain norms that people of color are familiar with from day one and ones that you would never, ever, ever have to be made aware of if you don't have to be made aware of it. I asked him if he had to give his child the talk. When he looked at me in that puzzled look that I often get when I ask someone not of color, I knew for sure that the talk was not something that he had thought that he had to give his children. He didn't even understand what the talk was. And after I explained the talk, he looked at me dead in my eye and gave me his best white privilege retort of, oh my God, I never blah, 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 blah. Then I let him complete his statement and quickly said, of course you have, why would you? I explained white privilege isn't something that makes you better because of your race or your ethnicity of your racial um, location in, uh, in our country. It simply allows you to be oblivious and have complete freedom. You know, that's normally why you hear white people jumping off buildings or pulling a tiger's tail, pulling a tiger's tail at a zoo or surfing in deadly shark infested waters. I think, I think you get the idea. I hope you get the idea, the idea. We looked at each other after I explained all of this. And that's when I realized he understood my definition of white privilege. I gave him Merriam-Webster's dictionary uh, definition of white privilege. And he was like, yeah, I guess. But I think he was more animated behind my, my definition. I also told him that people of color need to learn to accept the given apology. Go out and achieve whatever you desire. If you don't achieve your desired outcome, you might want to look in the mirror also and see if there's something that you did or did not do to limit the expected results that you were expected to have. Nobody owes you anything. We all, meaning the human race, had to go through a tumultuous or horrid indignant passion to get where we are right now. 
Just think about it. The Jews were decimated by the millions during the Holocaust, and now they own damn <laughs> everything in America. Our Asian citizens have had to go through battles and horrible conditions and have made extreme sacrifices to cut their piece out of the American pie. The Irish Americans had to go through war with the British and other folks over there just to get to America, just to get to America to endure famine and war as soon as they their ships docked. We black Americans suffered inhumane indignity for over 500 years. But now, come on, folks of color, folks of you know, black, um, black folks, we, we, we're doing okay now. Yes, there's room to improve, of course it is. But now, we've, we've gone from being slaves in this country to having a former president of the United States to having a current vice president of the United States who is of Asian and black descent. We have doctors, we have CEOs, we have CFOs, generals, head officials of our government and head officials in, in the corporate sectors. We have professional athletes, professional musicians, artists, and the list goes on and on and on. I can't stand it when I hear a downtrodden person of color who I've known for decades and who I believe sincerely is about as smart as a bag of baloney. I don't get the, I didn't get the blah, 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 blah because I'm black. And knowing I'm like, you didn't get the blah, 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 because you're as bright as a dark room. You didn't prepare yourself accordingly, and the results illustrated your preparation. The year is 2021. We still are under siege from a pandemic that does not carry your skin pigmentation, your religion, or your political affiliation. You know, why does it always take something so tragic and deadly to bring us together? Why can't we find a common place where the tone of our skin does not reverberate better than the tone of our deed? When will people of color be able to not have to give their children the talk? When will white people fully embrace the notion that their privilege should be represented in all colors under the red, white, and blue? I believe, I hope, that these next generations will take the charge and stop the insanity that has been perpetuated for far too long in America. I am a believer, I am a true believer of in Jesus Christ. And I believe that Jesus died for all of us, for everyone that bleeds red blood at least. And I believe the good book says to love thy neighbor. And it doesn't give examples or circumstances that define what to do if your neighbor is a is a different ethnicity, it's a different color, has a different sexual preference, eats caviar versus eats pig feet. The book simply and eloquently states, love thy neighbor. I believe wholeheartedly in my heart that unification of our country and the diversity that we so long seek for will be overwritten with love, understanding, and empathy.
law will win if and only if we let it in. That is, in my honest opinion, how the unification will begin and will take love, understanding, to keep it brewing at 9.9 .9 trillion degrees <laughs> Fahrenheit. Thanks, buddy, for that, uh, for that information right there. We have time, folks. We have love. We have all the ingredients that we need to unify our country, to unify what we have, to make all the sacrifices of our ancestors actually make, actually pay dividends. I know we can do it. America doesn't have to be a racist nation. We can fix this. I, I believe we can, especially through the love and understanding and empathy that we so desperately need. You know, I really want to thank you for taking the time out of your day to listen to what I'm talking about. For those of you who have not subscribed, please, <laughs> please subscribe. Hit the automatic update button on your, wherever you have your subscription. Tell your families, your friends, even your foes do the same. And tell them that Donate is over here talking about something you might want to hear. Until next time, y'all be safe. Try to find a nice way to be nicer. Love each other as Jesus has loved us. And please, if you can, go smoke something. Y'all be easy next time.